Welcome to Nice Minds. I am your host, Brandon McCollum, also known as BMXC, and I'm joined with the other half of the wise men, Joe Fabiano. What's up, my dude? What's going down? So why don't you uh, give me the background on like your interest in music and starting the wise men show and all that stuff? Right. So, I mean, I started listening to, to hip hop music a long, long, long time ago. I was probably, I mean, my brothers were influenced me with that. I don't even remember, like real young before i even hit double digits word and um you know just listen to all kinds of hip-hop first a lot of the like the bone thugs and the devin the dudes and all the the drays and the west coast definitely kind of took a huge huge takeover after that too just the sounds yep um used to listen to a lot of funk and stuff back in the day so hearing all those different samples like i was already drawn to it just because like not even knowing those were samples like i didn't understand like those samples until like way later on in life and you're like holy shit that is sampled from that song like oh now i hear it now you you start to hear it different but that's where uh i kind of got started with music in general and like i've had such a variety of music like it's crazy because growing up like my family has always been known for music too like my uh my grandfather had a a music shop he used to play like the accordion piano guitar i mean pretty much everything uh, but they had a huge shop and stuff, and that was big back in that day. You know what I mean? And that was, I want to say it was in uh, it was either Milwaukee or in uh, Wassa, somewhere. I can't remember. But anyways, um, so music's been in there. So having like all this different variety of growing up, listening to all different types, it's always been uh, it's always been something that's been in my blood, I guess. Hell yeah, same here. My grandpa was a DJ, so really? I had a simil- similar grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> He was he was a DJ and he worked for all these different radio stations all around the country. So my mom uh, moved all around growing up, um, and you know was raised by my grandfather. So uh, he was always playing music. So my mom ended up playing music around the house, and uh, he ended up in California, and that's why I was born in California because my mom met my dad, and um, so I was actually drawn to West Coast as well. So that's that's a parallel that we both share, man. That's dope. Yeah, it's been, I've been on this clubhouse. I haven't been on it as much as I was at first, but I got in these groups and it was definitely East Coast influence. And it's like tough listening to these guys. <laughs> once, you, yep. once you're a West Coast person, it's tough to listen to East yep. Coast influence. <laughs> yeah, but it's been true. dope though. But um, to answer the second part of the question, how did the Wiseman start? I don't know if Jake talked about it, but me and Jake used to work together back in the day. And how our friendship kind of started was us pinging music back and forth and uh we are always trying to figure out who dropped the fastest like we're on all the different websites figuring out who just released today what just released now what mixtape just came out blah 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 and uh that's how we kind of became friends and we started chilling and and then we kind of drifted apart i got a different job started working um, in a different industry and uh we linked back up one day listening to the game documentary 2 and 2.5 and no um, he was like talking about we should do a podcast. I'm like, no, nah, fuck that. <laughs> yep. It's like nobody listens to podcasts. You know, this was this is probably five five years ago. Yeah, five years ago. And um, you know, because me, like, I I never even listened to podcasts. Period. Ever. Yep. Like, not one. And um, I just I would prefer to listen to music. It's hard for me to even listen to an audio book. A lot of people have been asking right. me to do like audio books. I won't even do that. I'm gonna listen to music when I'm in my car. 
Yep. Same. I got a sound system. Like it's in, it's like impossible for me to not listen to music. Yep. I don't want to listen to a goddamn audiobook. What the hell? <laughs> Fall asleep right. driving. <laughs> yep. But you know, so it was tough for me to to put that. But you know, I started thinking about it and the way he he broke it down and what his plan was would just be us literally just chopping it up. No no interview and just keeping it raw. And I was like, yo, I'd like to, I'd go in and do that. We could talk about music. I mean, we do it on the phone already for an hour. We could literally record our freaking conversations yep. and set them out as podcasts. Cause we go in deep music talk, you know what I mean? And, um, whether it's debates or just talking about it, giving our opinions, like, no, you should give this a second chance, whatever. Like that's what we do with music. Um, so anyways, we decided to start doing it and, um, we didn't really know how to do it. Podcast was not something that's all over now. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't even know at that time, like probably could have went on YouTube and maybe found some nice little setups, but there were no tools and all this shit they have now that just makes it easy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we just kind of winged it the whole way, man. We, we battled with some, some sound quality issues. We started recording off of a, an iPhone, like eight iPhone something. You know what that's I mean? That's crazy. iPhone eight. I think it was on the speaker app or whatever. You know what I mean? You only could report, yep. record for 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of how it got started. We just, at first, we didn't really have, like, a true plan or direction. You know what I mean? Like, we just kind of yep. went into it thinking we're just going to talk about hip-hop like we already naturally do. Like, I'm not joking. Like, me and him could talk every single day. And if we don't hang up on each other, like, we'll have an hour-long conversation. It's generally going to be wrapped around music somewhere along the other. You know what I mean? Straight up, yep. So, like, we could do that literally nonstop. And that's just what's kind of given us a, a good, vast sense of knowledge of all different types of hip-hop, too. You know what I mean? That's what's and, up. Um, so we finally started doing it, and then we started getting more guest-oriented, and we started getting interested in the guests. We started having some really unique guests and uh, some good artists, and then we're like we started realizing how dope the local talent was. And I mean, one of our first few episodes, we got invited or we kind of went into um, Lucian Parker's, uh, one of his concerts, and we set up our first booth there and then uh, Lyric Merid's Power Moves. We had some of the dopest episodes that we had there. And I mean, we were recording on a fucking studio mic, dude. Like, it it was tough, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, but we still, we still had it. I think we could still find those episodes too. <laughs> you guys are a huge influence to me, um, in my opinion. I mean, I talked to Jake about this as well, but if there was no Wiseman, there would be n- no this, you know, I, I wouldn't have wanted to do this probably. I mean, it's the same thing with like, you know, the stuff that Gary Vee posts and the same things like with Joe Rogan and all that stuff. But I mean, you guys are like a huge influence, uh, as far as the local scene goes and, I feel like your guys' voice has been very important to the culture locally. So I just wanted to give you your props, and you helped me get this going. We had like a trial run early on uh, a couple months ago now, and, dude, I I really appreciate that, man. I mean, just from like – like I didn't even think we were going to do a – uh episode but you're just like want to record one and we just did like a trial run yeah. man and that was sometimes dope. you got to do that just to to get through those bumps that you're going to run into i mean yep. no matter what like i could start with a brand new fresh setup but i'm gonna have some bumps in the road you know what i right. mean right it's just until you get situated and it's the way electronic shit works <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know exactly. what i mean and it's like there's so much to it nowadays from streaming doing this and how you're yep. gonna rip the the vocals off it's it's tough man and 
it's good at least we were able to kind of break through that stuff though you know what i mean yeah but i'm glad that. i'm glad it influenced you and i'm glad uh you've you've done like quite a few episodes i'm glad you booked yourself up because now it's 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 clear on how much work it is for one right but two it, it is therapeutic man to get on there and have totally. a, a full conversation with somebody and when you have these more natural podcasts and to be able to just speak your opinions and get that stuff out and listen to somebody else's perspective it is therapeutic and, yeah um, i think that's what one thing about this show that's always kept it um going for so long is we keep talking to these different artists and it's like every time we get to this show it's it, it it's nice to see them get a spark of like major entrance interest you know what i mean they mm -hmm. start to get really motivated they start coming up with extra ideas they start coming up with ideas for us you know what I mean? It's cool seeing that spark, man. I, I, I feel off of that shit. That shit's fun. You know what I mean? Have you uh, spoken to Jake since last night about the recording that we did? No, I have not. When did you record with him? Uh, it was actually last night. Oh, okay. I, I was I was wondering that. I didn't get to ask you because he's obviously going through some shit. Yeah. And um, I didn't know when you recorded with him. And I was really surprised that you were actually able to record with him yesterday. It was it was crazy timing because I know you guys didn't even like talk about it and you you know I I booked with you guys booked like day like literally like twenty four hours from each other. Um, he did seven o'clock last night. You did seven o'clock tonight. Um, and man, the episode that I did with him, I mean he he told me everything, like everything, and uh I it like I'm gonna come out and say this because I I want to be vulnerable as possible on this podcast. I cried afterward, man. Like I, I, that was an emotional. Uh, well, if you guys talked about everything, I bet you he did too. Yes. Yeah. He's going through some, some serious shit that I some wish major stuff. I wish nobody has to deal with, bro. Like I don't give oh, a shit yeah. who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And I, I was just, I mean, and he told me like, he really thanked me for, uh, for doing what I'm doing. He's like, man, I feel like I'm talking to a therapist <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, that's dope. I mean, and the fact that he felt comfortable enough to open because I mean, like I've talked to you several times at this point. I mean, mm -hmm. we've had two or three conversations, but I've never talked to him. Like, I mean, we've, right. we've interacted online somewhat, but that was our first real conversation. And he like gave me the exclusive mm -hmm. and it's good though. Because a lot of people are wondering what the hell is going on because we haven't dropped any content. I, the only thing that I was able to do is I actually had to ask Matt Wales for a favor and see if he could edit. Because, I mean, Jake did all the editing. I mean, yeah. I don't think people understand, but he literally put in 60 hours a week on that shit. Yeah, that's what he told me. Like, almost to the point where I do think it was too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's, it's, it's frustrating to see, like, where we've came. But it's also like awesome to see where we came. But the amount of work that that guy has put into literally like now to the point of where it's hit. And I don't want to say like this could be the, the main reason for it. But this obviously plays a part of the reason. Right. You know what I mean? So to, to see that it's 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 tough, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. For but real. I think um, I don't know what's going to honestly happen in the future. I'm, I'm balls in his court. I want him to get over and. I don't, I don't know if he'll get over it, but I want him to heal from what he's going through right now and just give him yeah. plenty of time. I just told him, I said, the Wiseman Show, we can we can hold, man. Yeah, what you got going on, we can hold. That's that's pretty much exactly what he said. I mean, he said, like, I, I 
big question mark on the Wiseman show, and he just needs to work on him. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, just the fact that he, he opened up that much and, and gave me that that much, it meant a lot. I mean, like you said, man, you guys have put so much work and so much energy into the Wiseman. I mean, it's it's a brand, bro. I mean, like, it's a straight-up, yeah. like, like, from your logo to, uh, you know, the 200-plus episodes you guys have done. But, I mean, coming from my life and, uh, you know, running a record label for five years, as successful or unsuccessful as that was, it burned me the fuck out, too. I oh, mean, yeah. yep. especially, like, when my mom got cancer um, in 2018 and I had to help her and just trying to get back into it after that, you know, this past year, it was like, nah, I got to work on me. Well, and that's the thing. You got to priorities priorities have to weigh you know what i mean if you're if you're not prioritizing what's important especially when it comes to yourself and i'm guilty of it too man i i will i will help somebody else before i help myself you know what i mean i'll I'll, I'll dedicate a lot of energy into something before i'm even completely ready yet you know what i mean and i actually did that to a point where i resigned from my career for many different reasons but part of it was because i just was not happy or healthy you know what i mean yeah, and like I've been that. off since August, and it's January now. You know what I mean? So yeah, damn. I've had plenty of time to reflect, hang mm-hmm. out with my kid, um, and a stay-at-home dad basically with her. So growing up and having that, really reflecting and having a value, you, your priorities change, and that's why I'm comfortable to say, like, even if the Wiseman show didn't continue on, like it really, really sucks, bro. Because we we did a lot of work, and we've we've literally built such a solid foundation and we've had such cool connections from it and people were really starting to notice nationally also like we it was it was to the point where like it was cool it was really really our work was starting to really pay off you know what i mean yeah but i'm comfortable to say that if he's got to stop it to make sure his life is straight i'm not going to replace another co-host i'm not going to try to continue the brand like if it ain't me and him it's it's not going to continue that's, yeah. that's just the way it's going to be. I'm willing yeah. to make sure that his priorities are good because I'd rather have a friendship at the end of it versus something we created and then ruined our fucking lives over. You know what I mean? I don't want that shit. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. The friendships are much more important, man. I mean, it was the same with me with Nice Entertainment. I, I ran it for the first year and a half with a friend I had known since 95, and um, he just didn't want to do it anymore. And I, he was like, I would rather you know bounce out now than to ruin our friendship. You know, and right. That's and that's smart, and that's just how yeah. you communicate. You know what I mean? And yeah. And unfortunately, like the way everything went down, like that wasn't the way to to properly communicate. And now he's got to like face everything all at once. And now, you know what I mean? I think in the future, if he gets comfortable or he wants to get back on, I think the Wiseman Show will keep going. Um, Absolutely. It won't be as crazy content as it was. Yeah. I mean, he the literally his content was fucking nuts. Like, it was nuts. It was, <laughs> yeah. There's nobody that kept up for years with yeah. the amount of content that we've had. I mean, even for if real. you just look at our Instagram, just think about how much work each one of those posts are. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many posts that we've deleted off of there just to make sure our grids were organized and cleaned. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's so much shit. Wow. It's not even That's funny. crazy. Yeah. So, like, to really think about that, like, I think we would go back to what we started this for is, is our hobby is what was fun. Mm-hmm. And have these conversations with an artist, not focus so much on the on trying to to make a bag off of it, 
Right. Even though like it's hard because when you did it for five years for free, you kind of want to make a bag off of it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, but I think that it, it, it put a lot of stress. Yep. And um, if we look at it in a natural way and just let it do what it does and just see if it, it takes off in that aspect, I think that might work. I might, I honestly, I would trust the process enough to just do what we do, keep having the connections, keep interviewing the people, and literally just showcase the freestyle and the episode. That's it. All the middleman content, whatever. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's important. And then that's a similar lane that I'm trying to explore these days, too. I mean, with this podcast, with um, my sample packs that I'm doing and stuff like that, you know, in, in the beginning, especially with the sample pack stuff, it was just getting so stressful. And, you know, we, we had to, like, dial it back. And I'm like, now, I, you know, I, I just want things to grow organically. You know, I, I want to put these podcasts out. I want to put out consistent sample packs. But I really don't want to stress over all the, the little things anymore. You know, and you gotta you gotta be smart with how you do stuff just in life in general too. Like you you're yep. gonna start seeing this if you already haven't seen it, but like everybody keeps talking about it's seven streams of income to be a millionaire. Yeah, you know what I mean. I've seen I've seen it probably ten times just recently. So you're gonna start seeing it everywhere. You know Absolutely. what I mean. And and I'm watching these people do it. Like, well, it takes seven streams of income to be a millionaire. Da 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 da. It takes da 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 da. And I keep saying they're like, well, I got two full time jobs and and a part time, and I'm doing this and that. Like. <laughs> you're fucked <laughs> yeah like priority like just relax right get a common balance focus on one or a couple things but you don't have to die over it you know what i mean we right. have to we got to find that that comfort level and try to maintain it and do it natural and it's tough though because when you want to be super successful nowadays it takes literally driving yourself fucking insane absolutely like i was talking to my buddy brandon he's like you guys were literally just going crazy like you guys are really right there you're going crazy and i was like i know man and da 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 and he's like it, it sucks because that's literally like that's what it takes it really that's what it takes is you gotta yeah. fucking go crazy so yeah hopefully we went crazy enough and we can come back to it and just do what we normally do and it's still there you know what i mean which i think it would be i'm not too yeah. worried about it I mean, as far as your audience goes i don't think you guys have anything to worry about i mean yeah. you guys have such a solid foundation built i i think that you know it would be one of those things where even if it took a while you know you guys could come back to it when he's ready because i mean yeah. i don't know I, I i don't see the wiseman show as far as like your listenership and your fan base going anywhere you know mm -mm. So, i actually think it'd probably go <laughs> it'd probably the first episode that we have yeah. back will probably be stronger than it'll most huge yeah yeah because yeah, i mean because i was talking to to jake and he said you know you we were talking about your Patreon. You guys had just launched that, like just launched, you know, the the ways that you guys were going to make money with all that stuff. And yeah, man, I mean, I, I totally, I totally feel for you both, man. I totally know. I mean, I can't imagine how tough that is, tough of a spot. Um, So I, like right now, are you looking at any creative prospects? Are you, are you looking to, to do anything? Are you, I saw you. Did you get like a realtor license or something? Oh, I got my mortgage license. Mortgage yeah, license. But, um, actually, I got my mortgage license, um, but it's, there's another opportunity that came out that I can't necessarily talk about yet because oh, okay. contracts aren't completely finished yet. But it's going to be something pretty wild, actually, that's coming to town in Minneapolis here. It's a, it's a pretty unique opportunity. So um, I wish I could talk about it, but it's it's super dope. 
that's what's up man but yeah um but other than that nothing nothing else you know i've focused on when i quit my career in general i wasn't happy with the way i was treated and the way a corporation in general was operating uh, valuing all their employees um so when i left i was actually going to get out of that industry Okay. I was going to go into the mortgage world um, just to get a better life balance because I was working a lot of hours again at the end. Um, but, um, yeah, I've gotten to the point where I was working too much as well. Like, we were about to double up. We were about to do two episodes a week. And then, um, yeah, it was about to get even more work. And yep. I'm glad we didn't end up doing it. Like, I was already kind of like, fuck, dude, we're already doing a lot. Plus, I'm about to get right. back into going crazy work again because it was tough when i when i do everything all at once but yeah yeah i'm just uh like i said in the beginning like i'm just calculating right now trying to pick the best opportunity the one that i'm about to completely finish here and i'll soon be able to announce will be my main career and then on the side i'll i'll do my hobby photography you know what i mean oh hell yeah um i'll do that on the side and do a couple other things but otherwise keep it pretty chill man just enjoy the, the life balance I almost forgot that I ran into your photography. You're dope, man. Thanks, man. You're, you're way dope. Uh, do you? I mean, do you do stuff for artists a lot, or is it mostly just like family stuff? Or no, honestly, it's just been a lot of family people, and um, I've done a lot of like portrait headshots and stuff, like Mercedes Benz of Rochester. I did all their employee um, headshots and stuff like that. That's Got a little dope. portable setup. I did it right at their shop to make it convenient for them too. You know what I mean? nice um but i did a, a gal that i know a lot of referral business man when i when i launched that like i didn't think i was going to be as busy i did like i failed my first mortgage test <laughs> because like i got super busy i was mm -hmm. like holy shit so like i quit even like advertising i quit posting any pictures that i was doing even like i got somebody that i did since my page has been up um but i'm pushing it to the side i got like a few other corporations and um few other business headshots that i'm got set up and then i got like four weddings next year that i'm doing but otherwise it's going to be just kind of friends family just referral biz nice how long you been doing that um honestly i started not too long after the show when i started like kind of dabbling into it oh, okay. i'd say probably like around 20 2018 is when i got my camera and oh, that's um, recent wow yeah i was it's pretty recent i mean i've actually like i practiced for like a year i'd say for a solid year i've been i've been practicing pretty pretty good that's what's up actually taking it serious hell yeah but yeah and i got a i got a a, a decent camera it's nothing nothing crazy but i've now like when i said i practiced for a year i could have watched a 30 minute video and had it under control but <laughs> and now i understand my camera so freaking well because of trial and error <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. That's all that, you know that I mean? stuff, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like an audio program, man. Once yep. you know that program, like the back of your hand, why would you go to another one? Right. Yeah. Have you been dabbling in any sort of like production work or anything now that you got Ableton? Hell no. Nah? Oh, man. I've had Ableton forever, dude. I've had Ableton for a long time. And the only thing I know how to do is make sure each one of my tracks is ready to go and hit record and stop it. That's it. Bro, and Ableton <laughs> is the one software that like I'm good with Reason, I'm good with Pro Tools, I'm good with Logic Pro. Like I I'm pretty good with different DAWs, but Ableton's the one that I've always wanted to learn and wanted to know. And you have it, but you're not using it to its full potential, bro. Oh, I know, it's crazy. I have so much stuff, but I don't even honestly like I have no idea how to use it. 
And like, I would love to go screw around on it. Cause I, I remember a program like way back, like Napster days. I remember my brother had this program and he had this little DJ set up, little mm-hmm. DJ X thing. And I remember what it was. And I remember just picking that thing up and spending like hours, like just fucking yeah. around. I was like making beats and stuff. I'm like, wow, this is kind of, it's kind of fun. Hell yeah. But I've never ever like known how to do any of that stuff. I've never gone to school, you know, like you guys, you've all gone to school with it. You know what all yeah. the terminology is. I don't know what any of that shit is. Oh, dude. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I won't say that it's easy, but I mean, literally, just. I mean, you got tutorials at your fingertips, bro. So, I mean, anytime you're just like just sitting at your computer, open up a tutorial and just get started, dude. I mean, like it's... I see those little tutorials. I thought about starting to click on some of those things, actually. I, I yeah. feel like, I feel like, I mean, with your music knowledge and, you know, the, just your knowledge of like doing the Wiseman show for so long and talking to people, I, I feel like you'd just be a natural, man. I feel like you could pick it up. Well, it's, it's, it's definitely different. Cause like, I actually, I started to uh, do music. I started to rap. I started to write some songs. Actually, I only wrote like one song. I had serious writer's block. Like I actually enjoyed freestyling out verses and stuff and then probably writing them on paper, but I never ended up taking it real serious. Like I said, I was taking it serious, but I never did. Yeah. And then I realized like how much freaking work it's so much it work. really is yeah and it's not even like uh no way yeah not my i ain't doing that so much money that. and work for nothing yeah i hate to say for nothing but like you really have to put in a lot of money and a lot you of do. work yeah and it has to be the cleanest quality no hiccups got to stay as consistent as possible to maybe have a one percent chance to make it like super lucrative yeah. Like you got to grind your ass off and you got to have side hustles and you got to do all that kind of stuff too. Like Absolutely. it definitely takes some serious, some serious time and energy. Yeah. But if I did anything, I, I probably wouldn't do, I might actually, you know what? I might learn some beat making. I might actually do something like that because I, I do love production. Production's a, a major part of my, my ear. I'm telling you, man, I, I think you would, you would love it, man. I mean, it's, it's especially, I mean, for, for me personally, like, I mean, I started rapping in uh, like oh one, late oh one, and I got into production making beats like a late oh two probably um oh three, and it completely replaced video games like, but you know because I I had the first <laughs> Xbox, and yep. that was the last the last new system that I ever owned, and after that it was like it was over man like I completely put you know. Anytime I was bored, I would just be sitting there clicking around and just figuring out how to make beats. And that was back before tutorials were even right, right, right. around. That's, like, you know? that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's the old school days where you yep. just jump on and start Trial pushing and buttons error. and making noises. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah I was funny. lucky that, you know, because I, I was rapping at the time. So I would sit with a buddy. He was a techno dude from high school. Um, and he so he he would make these techno beats and stuff. And I would... I would sit there and produce my beats with him. So like I would sit down at the computer and just like be, you know, tell him kind of what I wanted and say, you know, what was dope and what wasn't dope. And I would just like watch how he did it. And so that would, you know, that was my tutorial, man. So, you know, once I once I got the program, it was just like game over, you know. Well, I definitely like my video games, so I could be something to, yeah. to get me off of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if if you have a problem with the video games, it's definitely something that will replace it and Right. Uh, so it's a much more productive habit, I would say. I I love production though. I mean, production's everything for me with music. I mean, oh, I yeah. I love lyricists. Like that's like my cup of tea. Is like I like a really right. good boom back lyricist song. Like that's my favorite shit. Yeah. Um, 
but production is everything. Absolutely, man. You can have a, a phenomenal lyricist yep. song and a very well written song, and it could be on pattern. But if the production sucks, the beat sucks. It's exactly. Whatever. There's songs out there that people are people say are like the most brilliant songs ever, but if the production is trash, I cannot listen to it. Yeah. I mean, if the, the quality is trash, I can't listen to it. No, I agree 100 percent, man. And you can have a just a banging beat and some shitty ass lyrics and people right. love it still yep yep straight up i mean it's that's it, everywhere yeah that's everywhere i mean obviously like you and i we talked about outcast i mean outcast is a perfect example of like dope ass production dope ass lyrics like they they were like the whole package when it comes to that you know, it still and, blows my mind to listen to some of them old school CDs and realize how their production was, what the tools they had. Oh, yeah. And then nowadays, how people can't even still match that quality. Right. Like, yeah. You got to be you got to be goddamn tone deaf. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, I, think I hear about music that too. nonstop. I get so much music sent to me, especially like after people started find out like on Clubhouse and stuff. And that's when I really started realizing like how nationally like the Wiseman show was starting to be heard of like yep. a lot of these studios a lot of these people were already starting to hear us because like i keep jumping in random different rooms like have no ties to us at all and like people are like no i've i've heard about you, you guys da, 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 da. and it's somehow That's they're connected crazy. because one of our artists goes back and forth from here or there whatever the case is and it's just spreading like wildfire and um that but since being on there like people they they talk about us and they'll, they'll kind of shout us out and whatever and I'll get crazy fucking music sent to my IG, dude, now. And, like, oh, my God, it's just there's so much shit. It's yeah. so terrible. It's like, how can you send me something that's not even mixed and mastered yet? Right. Like, how can you send me something that's just not even finished? Like, if you're going to showcase a song, for one, send me the best thing that you absolutely have, period. Yep. Send me the best thing. I don't care if it's 10 years ago or a year ago or two seconds ago. Make sure that song is like done and finished. Otherwise, I'm not gonna give it any time of day. Yeah. My one of my really really good friends always sending me unmixed and mastered shit, and I have to like tell him like nonstop like fucking stop, <laughs> right. dude, just stop. I know, dude. I know you don't. I'm like, dude, don't send me shit. Right. Until and it's done. Yeah. What's crazy about it too is how accessible all the technology is now, and mm -hmm. you know, and like like you were saying, like back then, like. It was so much more work to make a fucking beat, you know. Like right. I mean, they they had all this outboard gear and they had to learn all the outboard gear, all the ins and right. outs of that, and you know, record to tape and you know all the rest. Like I don't even understand the way that like recording to tape even worked. I mean, like I do a little bit, but like like that shit is insane. But now it's we have school, like bro. the ability to do everything, like all those sounds in our hard drives, like mm -hmm. literally, and people are still trying to put out trash you know like yeah it's it people need to put the effort in and i just it's it's nice that people are starting to call them out now you know what i mean like even even people's friends are starting to call each other out now because it's not a disrespect i think people are finally not as sensitive and understanding that it's not disrespect but right you're talking one of the most oversaturated markets right now like absolutely dude it's crazy for yeah. how much you have to invest in here it's super oversaturated to get your yep. return you have to seriously calculate every single step with quality. It's yep. not about just quantity. It's not just about who you know. It, you, All that stuff helps, but you have to have really good quality. From every yep. photo that you have lined up, from your social media to everything that you have has to be completely structured. Yeah. Like well, I, professional quality. 
I do agree with that. I, I but I, I at the same time I do I do think that starting out or starting anything, it's more about like trial by fire and with quantity and like, oh, for like sure. yeah. you know putting out as much as possible to see what works. But at but at the same time, like like you're saying, like like you know with somebody in your position, you know if you're trying to get somebody in your position's attention, like people that aren't ready shouldn't even bother you know so like that's going with what you're saying like you got to make sure your shit is hitting before you send it to some of these people you know yeah if somebody if somebody wants advice on something that's different right that's completely different yep that's like if you want advice like on how to how to make a song well absolutely you can send me something that's on unmixed and unmastered you know what i mean like that's that's a whole different conversation you know what i mean like if there's like the trial and error side of those things like i I definitely understand that and if you're new it's you can't just jump into good quality you're gonna learn right but at least when you learn just make sure you keep polishing it you know right that's that's my biggest thing exactly gotta keep polishing it you're never you're never the best until your levels of drake you know what i mean yep yeah exactly yeah i think i think all these people jump into it and just expect like they're going to do it for a year and then they're going to blow and that they're ready for the majors and i don't think people really understand that it you know all the effort that really goes into it with you know constructing a song and you know the lyric writing everything production and you have you have to make a hit you have to have some kind of hits and to make a hit is really really tough yep like you can make a hundred really good songs and one may stick Yep. A hit is like really, really tough, but you have to have a hit in order to get some kind of recognition. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, you can have a really good slow growth and do some constant travel and do the hand in hand networking outside of COVID, obviously. But like you could do all that, do like what Tech Nine did mm-hmm. and maybe not have hits, but he still even had hits. So he had stuff right. that broke the internet when the internet was starting. Yep. The song I'm a player. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. that song broke the internet before he even yep. really, really blew up. Like yep. he was still like technically called underground, if I'm not mistaken. Back oh, then. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I c- discovered and that him. That shit in, blew up. Yep, I discovered him in like '04, and he was opening. He was opening for uh, Bone Thugs, Cottonmouth Kings, and ICP. ICP, I, and, I remember that. Did, oh, did you go to that one, Target Center? I don't even. I don't know if I was there, or if I was around. I don't know. I don't even remember. I've been to one of those concerts, but I don't remember when it was. Yeah, I think I uh, snuck in. That's it was so freaking oh, long yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we. I I I had heard of Tech Nine, and I had heard like a couple of his songs at that point. But that was when I just became like a huge fan of his. I mean, and then we, uh, the group that I was in, we ended up opening for him twice. Um, at Trocadero's, and then at the Foundation, which I think, I think the Foundation is actually where the exchange is now, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it's it's crazy to see uh, where Tech's that's the going. boy fam spot though. The exchange is nice, man. Yeah, their net nice their networking place on Friday is freaking crazy, man. I, I oh, really yeah? got to get out there soon. Yeah, you should check it out. We had them on um, Chris Fam. He's a entertainment um, um, sports lawyer. Yeah, I'm friends with him on Facebook. Yeah, super good dude. Super super good guy. Him and his colleague Jake Abdo came out, who's also an entertainment lawyer. Um, he was out of Cali and now he's back here, but he own he's part owner of the exchange or owns the exchange. And they oh, okay. do this networking Friday night, R and B and hip hop. I'm pretty sure it's DJ Inferno that's the DJ usually there too. So yeah, it's really dope. Bunch of people networking, passing over their skills, their businesses, everything. That's dope. I'll have to slide through. That's crazy. Um, and it's crazy that uh, Chris Pham's brother-in-law is Cisco. 
Like I know, isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is crazy. Like yeah. my mind was blown because I used to listen to Cisco back at like ninety nine. All the time. You know, yeah. and like I w- I was like a fanboy of like Drew Hill and Cisco and shit. So for sure, to, dude. To find out that he moved to Maple Grove, I was like, what the hell? And then to find out that that was dude's brother-in-law, I was like damn what i know that's insane. i know it's super funny it's just yeah. random the small things that happen and the connections yep. you know what i mean and and that's why like when uh when you see like people that are doing really well like just keep doing well in your community people will see it you know right what i mean cisco still got plenty of connections they just yep. uh, did a song and it was really really dope i don't know if you've seen that i think it was like uh into the garden or something like that it was called but they was literally it Drew Hill just or dropped was it a, song. a cisco solo all of them it was a whole freaking oh, okay the Dope. whole group and it was like um um it's probably like a five minute song all of them oh, just word. singing their asses off in like this really dope like vila out of california like just fire dude it was so i'll cool. have to check it out drew hill is one of yeah, my favorites man they're so good yeah it was really dope that's what's but, up who are you most impressed with locally speaking of like local musicians and stuff um who are your like top five these days I mean, not to put favorites out there, but who are you really feeling right now? Uh, I would say Taylor J for sure. That's one of my all-time favorites, like, listening to music, period. Like, I listen to him all the time. Um, his move is crazy. The kid's going to – he's he's going to make it for sure. Hell, yeah. Prince Riley. And I, I got to put Mac Turner in there with Prince Riley. But I've heard like, of Mac Turner, but I've never heard of Prince Riley, though. Prince Riley and Mac Turner, they're all royal family. Um, okay. The whole royal family is super dope. But Prince is like, his music is just, it connects with me, man. I, I love that shit. Especially for a young kid, it's hard for me to like like young people's music. Um, but for sure, them too. Um, other people that I would consider, let's see here. This is tough because I got... I got a, a constant rotation of right. people. Let's see here. Cashanova for sure. Yeah, he's dope. I like Cashanova. Um, his project that he just dropped is super dope. Macker for sure. Yeah, Macker is dope. His this project is the, literally just delivered too. This is the third uh, podcast that Macker has been mentioned on uh, that I've done in like the last three times. <laughs> He's, I got really good feelings about this project, bro. Like, I got some. I that's got some, what Jake like, said. Feelings for him, yeah. Hell yeah. I got some like really good feelings for him. I think something's gonna be offered, whether he takes it or not. I think he's gonna. Something's gonna happen here. This yeah, that's gonna fucking slap. Yeah, that's a name crazy. that that has keeps coming up, especially lately. I feel like he's been he's been really really talked about, you know, for a long time. But but lately, I've just I keep seeing him pop up in different. No different ways. Yep. So that was, I think that was four, right? And five, I would say. There's like, there's like five people I could throw in five. Yeah. <laughs> I always like nerdy stuff. Yeah, His I love stuff's nerdy, dope because he's he's got a really cool movement going on. Yep. Um, dude, there's a lot of fucking people. Yeah. There's some people that I wish were still doing music, like you said, lyric. Yep. Gaines FM, like I was oh, a huge yeah, Gaines, Gaines FM yep. fan. Gaines, Gaines isn't is making like, music anymore. Dude, I haven't really heard anything lately from him. He's I busy, suppose, dude. Yeah, like, he's got he's got a lot of shit going yeah. on. Yeah, he's super busy. 
unless for some reason because like i still even throw random messages out to him just to kind of keep in touch but i haven't seen like if algorithms are thrown off i haven't seen anything drop from him in a while um nate mills is always one of my favorites he just dropped that song that was really dope clickbait yeah that that clickbait was the best thing i've ever heard from him like i um i'm not gonna lie like i i slept on dude for a long long time but that shit made me like i was like okay okay i get it uh, love and war i believe his project was called you should check that out because him and simon Hodat put so much time and energy they even had a little documentary that they dropped on, on youtube i believe of um the making of love and war oh, okay the live instruments the way i mean dude how many different tracks they had yep it was or how many yeah tracks whatever it was how many different tracks they had with different sounds and this just to complete a masterpiece simon hodap is just a weird crazy engineer dude he's one of them guys he's insane he's so freaking talented so like when you see that and then he lists that project like it's it's crazy but yeah i'd say he's definitely up there always but Dude, there's, I'm not joking. There's so many. Casanova's cousin, um, I want to say it's Lakin. Um, uh, my apologies if I mispronounce it, but his verse on Cash's project is so fire. Is it crazy? <laughs> it's dope. Yeah, not so the- I'm excited to hear some new music from him. B-Dot, she's always been one of my favorites. Stilo, yeah, always dope. listen to his music. Um, Stilo, his um, memoirs of Stan, of, uh, Stan Scott is by far one of the best projects last year ever put out i watched and, some of your guys's uh stuff yesterday and i saw stilo uh doing his freestyles on there and that, that dude can spit he's one of the best period like i like, mean i period. remember hearing about him years ago i mean because he's like he's part of um what's that crew called that he's in pledge empire pledge empire yep yeah because yeah, i i remember them from like oh nine probably oh, yeah. like yeah way they back. did a lot of shows and everything yeah yeah man there's there's so many people like muja he's constantly in my yeah, playlist Muja's too always in the playlist he's dope as fuck yep. Hell yeah there's 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 crazy amounts i i can't even keep up on music anymore man like it's overwhelming how much i listen to like yep like national music or international music however you want to consider it like it's really hard for me to like keep up on that shit like yep. i've been like forcing myself to try to go back and listen to that freddie gibbs album last year and i still haven't got to it yet dude Damn. Like, it's terrible yeah <laughs> yeah it <laughs> was like album of the year or yeah. some shit or nominated same yeah i haven't really checked it but, out either there's so much uh on my radar constantly um what do you so as far as like the local scene again um what do you see for the future what do you think like post covid like what do you think is gonna happen i mean do you see local shows still being a thing i mean because since like the venues are shut down like what do you see really happening i see a, a scattered mess yeah. so i hope i hope that the wiseman show is still here i hope other media sources stay consistent and form an alliance absolutely i think um these different artists are already starting unity and alliance i yep. mean what you've been seeing happen on these versus battles people literally showing competitions but still you unite you're unifying and and creating serious buzz and literally manipulating our own algorithms and shit yeah like i see a lot of good potential but we really need to have some kind of structure we need to like make sure we're we're actually focusing on the right things versus literally trying to put focus on all these different things yep it's literally crabs in a bucket man it's it's like it's really tough and it's really unorganized yeah, and I think if we can really create a good culture and a good like hip hop economy, almost like it would be 
it would be nice it'd be yeah. really dope people really support the water wave crew um people really support uh, nice minds if we get motivation to hustle they get the wiseman show everything everybody just all these podcasts all these different people we start getting press runs when shows start coming in we start supporting the fucking shows yeah. We get these national artists not flying over us because we can't fucking sell it a show. We right. need to get our ass in these artist shows too so we can start bringing these freaking people here. Yep. We got to put our money where our mouth is too. We're asking for the support, but we're not supporting our own shit. Right. You know what I mean? So like, I hope that in five years, everybody's looking at us already. We have yep. people from major labels that live right here in our fucking backyard. We've already Absolutely. said that multiple times on our show. We've had guests on our show that prove that. You know what I mean? We have very noteworthy people watching the shit out of us. Yep. So it's up to us if we really want to do something. So if there is right. some structure and there's no organization, in 2025, I think we're going to have at least two to three artists that had a, a very good opportunity in the industry. Now, whether yep. they take it and run with it, that's a whole different story. But they're going to be really good opportunities. And I think Taylor J is going to be one of those people. And he might not take any opportunity that's thrown in him. And he's going to continue to build an independent business, which I see him doing. Um, but whatever, whatever's clever. You know what I mean? Yep. And I see Mac Irv doing that for sure, too. I see those two, like, ready to get yep. the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, I totally agree, man. I, a, lot, a lot of what you said. And I and I do see a lot of unity starting to form. Um, you know, I, I think we, we talked about this a little bit um, when we did our little trial run. Um but I feel like before 2020, uh, you know, people would have been too busy. Uh, like, I mean, especially like with helping me get my podcast up and running. Cause I mean, you offered your support, um, Kev Lowe, uh, who, you know, was kind of starting to pop with CLM presents and stuff and, uh, just different people that I, you know, I, I never really talked to prior to, you know, 2020 and stuff like that. And, um, I do see a lot of like people are starting to look around a little more and like see who's doing what and um, maneuvering in ways that they like and stuff like that. So I do think that it's starting to form, but I do agree that we do need some organization of some sort. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's being able to let everybody let those people help organize too. trust yep. in trust in them and not have fucking gatekeepers for one. Right. I mean, you can have, you can have some kind of gatekeeping i would say more of an organizing but like when you right. say gatekeeping it sounds like shit yeah you know what i mean so like it would be nice to have some kind of organization so we can filter the top the elite of the elite there mm -hmm. you know what i mean because even if even if we don't get 10 of our our other top artists that may deserve it up in that spot you gotta understand if we get a handful of the elites up there then we have serious potential for partnering up with more features, start getting some of our names put on features, more opportunity to be like, hey, come on, here, I got an opportunity for you. Slide in with this, start ne yep. networking with this person. You know what I mean? There's more opportunities with that, but we really need to have some kind of credible empire at this location where we can get people out of here. Mm -hmm. People used to fly out to Prince's spot. We need somebody to really build some kind of empire to have a credible spot here. Whether it was a radio station, whether it's a podcast that's big enough, it doesn't matter. We need something here to have the attention. So when Young Thug comes out here in his contract, you have media press run with boom, boom, boom. We need to have that again. Because every show that's came here, they, they're not doing that shit. Yep. Go 95 was the only person that was getting some of those interviews. We would have a couple of those interviews too. But other than that, there wasn't really shit. 
Right. We need to have that stuff. We need to be in touch with the rest of the industry nationally or internationally. That's yep. that's the one thing that we need to organize and get under control. And Absolutely. we have all the connections to do it. We yep. have, everything is here. It's all on our fingertips. We just haven't found a way to structure it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if we if we had that structure, I mean, we could be the next Atlanta. You know, we could be the next, you know, like big area to do it. I mean, because Minneapolis has been that. You know, it's it's just been like you said, like it hasn't had the structure. But it's it, it's always been a hotbed for talent. I mean, there's there's tons of people out there doing shit. Um, so yeah, man. I totally agree. We don't with call that. it the land of 10,000 rappers for no reason, man. Yep. When I'm on Clubhouse, like I when I jumped on that, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but like I jumped in a lot of rooms with like top, top, top artists. So I seen Joe Budden, I seen Royce Five Nine, I seen Bun B, I seen a lot of these top artists, right? And then I seen all those other moderators that were in that group that didn't have that many followers. They're A and R's or previous managers or whoever these people were from listening to conversations. I followed all those people. And a lot of those people have all these music review pages. And I try to find these groups that are actually really good. And like I've connected with quite a few of them that are consistently still talking to those big artists. And every song I play from Minnesota, people are like, yo, Joey, God dang, what are you guys doing up there? Like, yo, yep. we got winter for nine months. We're always cooking. You right, know what I mean? While always. you guys are out having fun in the good yep. weather, like we're cooking all yep, the time. Straight up. And they love it, seriously, because like they rip on people in these groups. Oh, your mixing sucks. Like, how are you going to hear somebody's mix all the way through a phone? Oh, okay. When you play that song? All right, I understand. You now. can hear you know it. What I yeah, mean? you can hear it's it. Crazy. If it's crazy. So, bad, like, they're it's ripping bad. on people, like, your hook sucks, your lyrics suck. And they're actually listening. Like, it's funny. Like, they'll, they'll recite a bar that I'm like, damn, I'm surprised you even heard that. Like, they're actually listening in these clubhouse because, like, a lot of people are going to start talking shit about clubhouse because now it's a new big thing and it's oversaturated or it's getting oversaturated. But, like, there is still some really solid things in there. You just have to know what to listen for. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing when somebody comes and daps it up and says they have the best opportunity for you. Most of the time, it's all baloney. You just got to be able to see through the smoke. Right. But when I, These people, they know. They know about Minnesota, man. A lot of people that are very connected, they know about Minnesota. They have connections here. They always talk about, yeah, I got a homie that's da-da-da-da-da. They go, oh, really? Interesting. Yep, I'm very familiar with that area, da-da-da-da-da. And... I'm telling you, man, we have all the opportunities right here. Yep. You can leave if you want. It can help you for sure. Don't get me wrong. I don't care if everybody if anybody leaves. But we have it here. It's just organizing it up, man. Cleaning yeah, that's it up. that's what I've been on, man. I mean, I I I don't feel like anybody needs to leave to to be successful, and and I feel like it's it can it's, help though, man. It can help. It, it, it can help. It really can. I mean, if you if you really plant your roots in different areas and really push your music in different areas, it's just a good way to just spread it like wildfire, putting it yeah. over here, getting some listeners over here and let it spread over there. You know what I mean? Like yep, true. it is smart. I mean, look what tech nine did. Yeah. Look at how many shows he's done. Look at what like MGK did. Look at how many shows he was doing. Look how much of that cult following that he brought in. Look at all those different, look at Cottonmouth Kings, look at all those different people, look at ICP, man, dressing up like a bunch of, all those people you said yeah. had that cult following that they just literally went show after show after show. True. I guarantee you they played at so many empty shows. Yep. But they just slowly started getting people's ears. Yep. Just slowly started spreading. True that. But yeah, I'm just saying that you don't have to move to like LA or New York or, you know, or whatever. Right, right. You know, no, I like, agree with that. Um, Because... Yeah, I, I just I feel like those areas are 
extra oversaturated and i mean the internet bro i mean like you said like clubhouse is like a new lane man i mean i'm on there i i haven't i literally haven't said a word on there yet but i like i i go on there like once (laughs) once a day and like listen to you know different conversations and stuff like that um i haven't quite found how i want to interject my voice into some of these um conversations yet but um but i definitely on there listening and it's it's I definitely see it as the next big thing and the next big tool for artists to use. I think the best ones to interject on and they kind of get flowing with it are the music review ones. Those are fun. Yeah. If you just ask the moderators if you can uh, plug in your opinion and, and you are an engineer and you actually know what you're talking about, they're going to start actually messing with you and you're going to start getting business. Like there are people that are actually using it as a network tool and actually need an engineer or need a videographer. Like it's kind of crazy. Oh, okay. You know I mean, like I had a notebook of solid people that are industry quality that work with industry artists that don't have the biggest followings, but consistently work with these artists. So their level of quality is up there. So I'm writing down all these names just in case I know somebody that needs that shit. Right. You know I mean? Hell yeah. I found this gal that literally has like barely any following at all. She has one of the most impeccable voices, dude. <laughs> she's from the Dominican and I think she's out of Rhode Island now. And I just linked her up with my buddy Adrian to do a song together because he's Cuban. He's kind of got that Latin oh, uh, dope. little accent too. Man, they're going to make freaking awesome music. That's sick. So, I mean, they got some crazy stuff. Yeah, I should I should definitely get on there more because it sounds like you have the same sort of like ear for talent that I do because like I, I'm really good at like pairing two people that should work together together like that. that mm-hmm. That's dope, man. I love that stuff. That's, that's fun. A, yeah, me too. That's a rare talent that not everybody has like not not everybody you know has that ear to be like oh you're good at this you would sound great with this person you you know you should work with this engineer and stuff like that and we need more people like that man because i I feel like when i know like i know a lot of people get like super upset like when i compare them to people but i like i do it in like a genuine way yeah i never mean disrespect when i compare somebody to it i don't care if it's an industry artist too like when i usually when i do that it's like dude i would love to hear you two on a song together hell yeah that's how they should take it as because i i love i love pairing that shit up i think that's just a it's fun especially when you really get that jive you know what i mean right yeah exactly well hell yeah bro um we've talked for almost an hour at this point um but uh, yeah, any any last words you'd like to impart on everybody before we uh, we end this? My headphones, I got two percent battery life. <laughs> oh word, then that's a good thing. We're, we're <laughs> shutting this down. Timing. Yeah, hell yeah, man. No, dude, man. I just the only thing I got to say is if if you were a fan of the Wiseman Show, um, just share the love, share any story that you've had or anything that you love about the Wiseman Show. Share that shit with Jake. Make him appreciate it. Not because I want him to get flooded with a bunch of shit. I just want him to to realize whether it's over or not over, he's fucking appreciated for all the shit that he's done. You know what I mean? And he's, he's the homie. He's the brother. So no matter what he does in the future, I'm always going to support him. I'm always going to be the homie. But just I just want to make sure people know, like, don't be afraid to say thank you for shit that he's done. You know what I mean? Because Absolutely. He's done a lot for the community, and it would it would really suck to see him um, not get all the credit he, he deserves. You know what yep. I mean? That's what I made sure that I made very clear to him yesterday is how much like of an influence he is, even though I had never had a conversation with him, and just how important I feel like you guys have been to the culture, man. Um, and, yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I mean, I think everybody should give Jake the flowers he deserves, man. Yep. 
Yep, we all need him at certain times, man, and yep. he needs it right now, man. And he's going to have his ups and downs. He's going to go through his shit. He's going to be happy, but, I mean, he's a, he's a solid dude. He's, I'm glad to say he's the homie, so Agreed. hopefully we can uh, get going back at it and Hell get yeah. the Wiseman Show flying again. Well, dude, thank you for joining me. Thank you for all of your help, man. Thank you for being a huge influence and just yeah, keep no doubt, doing bro. you, man. Thank you, man. Yeah, I can't wait to start seeing all these episodes start to flood in, man. It's going to be dope. Fuck yeah, man. Appreciate it. All right, bro. Well, I appreciate it, man. Have a good night, bro. Yep, you too, man. We'll see you later, all right? Thanks, man. Peace.